Hello to you wherever you are. It's time for another Salon exclusive where you get to be the first to hear about upcoming books that we are most excited about. And today, drum roll, we're featuring our very first children's book, Feast of the Evernight is by Scottish author Ross Mackenzie and it's the second book in the Evernight series. The first was shortlisted for the Scottish Teenage Book Prize and nominated for a Carnegie Medal. Get him. Meet Larabelle Fox, a plucky young orphan who discovers treasure in the sewers beneath the city which thrusts her into a world of wild magic and mortal danger. Now with the threat of the Evernight behind her, she's focusing on her training, but peace does not last long in the Silver Kingdom when a series of mysterious murders occur. And then her friend, Double Eight, is put in the frame as the prime suspect, so Lara needs to find answers before it's too late to save him. Here's Ross with more on his magical world. Hi, I'm Ross McKenzie and I'm thrilled to be reading from my new book, Feast of the Evernight, exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon. So Feast of the Evernight takes place round about a year after the events of the first book. And uh, we meet up again with our hero, Lara Fox, who is now a witch in training. And Lara's world has really changed quite dramatically in the year since the first book. And because the world is unstable, some dark things are happening. So Lara, at, at the beginning of the book, is given her first assignment as a witch. And that assignment is to go south and investigate a series of dark magic murders in the southern city of Lake End. So I'm going to do a short little reading for you at the moment. And we pick up here. It's the first chapter in the book. It's in Lake End. And it's just a little glimpse of some of the darkness that's happening there that Lara must go and investigate. Sam Hushby's gun glistened silver in the light of the moon as he rode his horse along the rocky path from the city of Lake End to the Vale. His new partner was waiting, just as the orders had said. Sam saw her from a fair distance, ghostly smoke drifting from the cigar in her mouth. When he drew closer, he heard her mutter a curse. By the time he pulled up alongside her, she was shaking her head at the sight of him. She sat high on an iron heart, a huge metal horse, and he, he could hear the work click of its enchanted clockwork heart. They said that it could run forever the horse and the clockwork. Well, look at you, boy, she said, flicking the glowing butt of her cigar to the ground, all shined up like a new penny. How long have you been out of the academy? A week? Sam tried to hide the flush in his cheeks. He knew he looked like the textbook rookie, perched on his flesh and blood horse. There were no scratches on his gun or his blade, no scuffs on his leather boots. The leather of his long coat was stiff and it creaked as he rode. Three days, he mumbled, arrived on the sunset steamer. He snuck a glance at her. She was beautiful in an angry kind of way. She shook her head again, tucked a curl of hair back behind her ear. What's your name again? 
Hushby? Yeah, Sam Hushby. Well, Sam, I'm Annalise. Annalise Franco. Now listen up. I didn't sign up to become a babysitter, you hear me? If I had wanted to be a nanny, I'd have gone to work for a rich northern family in Kingshaven like my mama wanted. You do as I say, and only as I say, and we'll get along just fine. Sam's face flushed. I ain't a child. And you can't be more than 20 years old yourself. Annalise leaned forward in her saddle. I'm a deputy, third class. I'm your senior, and I fired a gun at something with a heartbeat. Can you say that? You will address me as ma'am, clear? Yes, ma'am. She gave him another appraising look. You look frightened half to death, Hushby. Well, don't worry. You ain't going to see too much action out here. Not the sort you're frightened of anyway. But it's the veil, said Sam. I've heard. You've heard the same stories every recruit's heard, said Annalise. You've heard the war of the old gods ended here, right? That the Vale Forest sits on the ancient final battleground. Her voice grew quiet and slow and deliberate. You've heard the trees grew up from the bones of the fallen and that their whispering dead bodies call out to all sorts of night creatures. You've heard the place is a teeming with monsters. She gave a sudden loud clap and Sam almost fell off his horse, making Annalise snort with laughter and cry out, Ha! Well, if that's true, those monsters must be awful shy, because I ain't ever seen none of them. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing we need to look out for on the trail is bandits. The trees make co perfect cover for thieves. Before them, the veil was silent and dark, and the breeze coming from the forest seemed like a breath. Before them, the veil was silent and dark, and the breeze coming from the forest seemed like the breath of a living thing. Come on, said Annalise, we best get moving. The edge of the forest was darker than the night, and stretched as far as the eye could see, running alongside Giant's Foot Lake, which itself was so huge it reached beyond the horizon. Out in that vast darkness, Sam saw the flickering lamps on fishing boats. The rangers rode on in silence for a time, Sam listening to the click and whir of the gears and cogs and machinery inside the shining body of Annalise's iron heart. The border of the veil was marked by the white-hot flames of dragon-breath lamps. The warm breeze carried a sweet, damp scent from the thick forest. How long you been a southern ranger? Sam asked. Well, since I was fifteen. You like it? She laughed. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. When I'm not chasing shadows out here. Sam found himself glancing to his right, into the thick black tangle of branches and trunks and thorns. You said you've shot your gun at living things. Annalise shrugged. The occasional wolf. Shot a bear once. A real beast he was too. Came a-charging out the shadows like an angry demon. I barely had time to... Without warning, she stopped listened intently. Deep in the trees, something cracked. 
Sam's eyes grew wide. What was that? Bandits? Simmer down. Bandits work further up the trail, away from the city. Probably just a fox caught the scent of your dirty diaper and came to investigate is all. Another snap, this one closer. Sam made to reach for his gun, but Annalise held up a hand. No, there's always the chance it's kids messing around. The last thing we need is a rookie planting bullets in some nitwit who's entered the forest on a stupid dare. You stay here. If I need you, I'll call you. She climbed down effortlessly from the great metal horse, dropping six feet and landing with barely a sound. Then she walked towards the edge of the forest. Hey, she called, Southern Rangers. Is there someone in the forest? The sound of a snapping branch from somewhere else now in the nearby thicket. Sam shifted in his saddle. His heart was a wet hammer in his throat. He considered that maybe he should have just stayed in Kingshaven and joined his dad's crab fishing crew like his parents had wanted. Annalise's hand was hovering over the grip of her gun. She crept from the rocky trail into the first shadows of the forest. Stop messing around who's ever in there. Step into the open. The night was suddenly filled with a creaking groan and several, several loud cracks. A tree toppled over, falling to the ground with a rushing crash so near Annalise that she had to dive out of the way. She picked herself up, shaken and panting, and this time she did draw her gun. I think maybe I could use that help after all, rookie. Sam scrambled from his horse, half fell to the ground and made towards her, unholstering his gun with shaking hands. Wait, Annalise, ma'am, wait! But she had already moved deeper into the veil disappearing among the shadowy trees and vines and tangles of thorns. Sam reached the fallen tree, scouted around, saw nothing but the gloom of the night forest. Ma'am, where are you? There was no answer. Sam cursed under his breath and took a few steps forward. Ranger, I've entered the vale. Give me a sign to let me know you're okay. Blackness cloaked everything, coiled around him, squeezed him. Cold fingers caressed his neck and he gasped and spun around, gun drawn, to find that it had only been a hanging branch. Stop there! That was Annalise. Was she talking to Sam? Ma'am! Ranger! I said stop! Don't come any closer! Annalise! Sam! A gunshot sent him diving for cover, then another and another. After that, silence. Okay, can I say spellbinding? Spellbinding. That was Ross McKenzie reading from book two in the Evernight series, Feast of the Evernight. This fast-paced novel is perfect for kids and those of us who remain children at heart. Published by Anderson Press, it's available now in all good bookshops and as ever, I recommend grabbing the books at your local indie bookshop. And if you're not sure where that is, we celebrate a different indie bookshop every month on thelitterysalon.co.uk, so check them out there. And we've also got the book available in our shop on bookshop.org. Until next time, have an enchanted day.